Welcome to Library Land Loves, a podcast from OLA. We believe that libraries are full of the most passionate people on the planet. People who are passionate about their careers, about the people they're serving, and the programs they're running. And that passion doesn't end there. Be it the coffee they're drinking or the pop culture they're consuming, Library Land loves a lot. Jillian Byrne. Miss Jillian Byrne, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Jillian Byrne, and I'm the manager of the Toronto Reference Library at Toronto Public Library. Cool. What does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> sure, what does that mean? What do you do sure, all day? Sure, that's my least favorite question, because, you know, I'm still figuring that out a year in. Uh, generally speaking, I run the public services face of the Reference Library, which by most measures is the largest public library in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, functionally speaking, that means I do a lot of meetings. And then I do some more meetings, and then I follow up to do some more meetings, and then if I'm lucky, I run some meetings. And then there's often some emergencies that I follow up on, mm-hmm. um, and a little bit of strategy, a little bit of report writing. It's it's great, especially when I get interrupted. I mean, that I'm not being sarcastic. I'm like, oh, no meeting, let's do stuff. Um, it's a fun job. How much do you actually get to wander around the library proper? A fair bit, only because I walk and think. Mm. Um, and whenever I'm going somewhere, I, I tend to. So there is, if you know Toronto Reference Library at all, mm-hmm. but one third of our collection is actually on open stacks and two thirds is on closed stacks. Mm. Um, and most of the staff area is back on to the closed stacks. So when I'm going from floor to floor and I'm going to a meeting, I wander on the closed stacks. I found, you know, one day where the cookbook collection was Amazing. in closed stacks. And I tend to just sort of hang out there sometimes. Um, cats. Uh-huh. Got a lot of cat books. Okay, but not actual cats. No, oh, no. Sadly. No, sadly not that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and it's it's an inspira- inspirational place. It's why people come there to work a lot. Yep. Um, so I find, if I can find a seat, sometimes it's great. I'll grab my laptop and I'll go hang out and just sort of soak up that atmosphere. Um, what are we going to talk about today? Well, originally I pitched you sort of top five female professional wrestlers. Which we can still get to. Okay, I, I, you know. But, you know, you rightly pointed out that, you know, maybe it should be slightly tangentially library-related. It is, you know. Librarian wrestlers? We could maybe get to that next. You know. Because if it's not me, who? <laughs> um, but what I thought I'd talk about is one of a, one of my other endearing loves, and that is Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have been on Twitter for 11 years. I looked it up. It's kind of terrifying. Yeah. And I was thinking, it's kind of like, you know, how your music gets fixed in time as you age? fairly certain my social media will too. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the one I'm going out on. Mm-hmm. All right. I hope I have a few more shifts in me, but you never know. Okay. You know. Yeah. Um, but it's meant a lot to my career and a lot to my personal life, so I thought I'd talk a little bit about the top five reasons that, you know, I like Twitter, you could like Twitter, what Twitter's good for. I love All it. that good stuff. Okay, great. Number five. Number Your lowest five. reason. five. Well, which is also still important, just, just so you know. It is five. Yeah, it's five. <laughs> it's not like a hundred. Um, and so when I first pitched this, I was like, oh, my like top five favorite Twitter accounts. And that was torturous. Um, yeah, you know, who can choose? And who wants to get into like a Darth dog rates war on your Twitter feed, right? And, and you know, also, I pick one, somebody's unhappy. Yeah, it's like I enjoy a different account depending on my mood or the exactly. day. You know? yeah. Exactly. So I shifted it around a little bit and really started talk, thinking about sort of why I find it such a useful medium and what when I ask people, they get out of it and how sort of that library Twitter community works and what it's really good for. So my number five reason is is kind of Twitter for the solo or isolated librarian. Really, that's a bit of a trick 
because we all work in a certain sector, we all work within an organization, we all, you know, have a certain role that we're playing within our organization. So we all have a certain isolation mm -hmm. or a certain perspective. Mm -hmm. um, and when I first joined Twitter 11 years ago, yes, I'm old. <laughs> I was a newish librarian at Memorial University, which was the only university on an island in the North Atlantic. Mm -hmm. So I had a great professional community in person. Mm -hmm. Wonderful, learned a lot. But I did not understand a lot of what was going on in the university sector at large. Um, because again, once a year conferences, mm -hmm. you don't really get a sense sort of day to day on what people are working on. Um, and I remember being amazed that people actually accepted library tours because it was something we never did. Oh. Ever. And I was like, oh, you consider that instruction? What? Uh, and it was sort of that idea that, oh, there are different ways of doing things. Different things work different depending on the organizational structure. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and seeing all these viewpoints on Twitter really helped me understand how all the pieces of the library work together mm -hmm. in a way that I don't think it was as easy to get in person because yeah. you're seeing all these different perspectives, the different org structures, and probably has a lot to do with how I became a manager was really just sort of figuring out how it all worked together and that there are different ways of organizing libraries and people's work and all of that fun stuff. It's always great, I think, even if it's not Twitter, to just figure out how all the parts fit together, right? Yeah. Or even just to acknowledge there are parts beyond my part. That, that's sometimes a huge challenge. That's sometimes a huge challenge and it's hard to see. And um, I drew a really terrible graphic once of, a, of a, an iceberg. Um, and you know, the top of the iceberg is that cool idea you heard about. And the big bottom is that organizational context you don't understand that helped make that idea happen. Um, and that is so huge. And, and partly because I am a context learner and I like to slot things into spaces, it's like, oh, you do it like that. I wonder if that means that. And mm -hmm. um, it's very easy for me to sort of pick up pieces from Twitter out of context. And I really enjoy that as yeah. opposed to sort of that one hour learning dump where I have to sit still. It's not as good yeah. for me. All right, number four. Number four. Um, Twitter for conferences. Oui, oui. So this is a bit of a tricky one. Um, Sometimes when I'm not at a conference and I see the stream from a conference, it kind of feels like everybody's waiting for that 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 killer pull quote that they can, you know, grab from the speaker. And it kind of feels like kind of like a giant TED talk sometimes. Mm -hmm. But the people that I've seen do Twitter for conferences really well take advantage of Twitter strengths, which is by threading things and making sure that the context is building for the talk. So it's not just so much that there's one thing out of isolation. Yeah. Um, and oftentimes I'll start out that way and then forget. And then I'm like, oh, just scrap the whole thread because <laughs> now it makes no sense. I stopped halfway through. Um, and and the other one that I've really started to focus on doing is, you know, when a, when a speaker talks about a service, I'll go try to look up that service and point out a link to it. Or they shout out a paper or a speaker, I'll quickly look them up and see if I can link those pieces together and put that out there. Um, it's it's a fun exercise to do. It's difficult to do well. Um, but those are the ones that I've really, and I've seen um, Danielle Robichaud. Um, mm -hmm. I actually did a poll to see if I should call people by their real names or their usernames when mm -hmm. I shouted them out on this, because I actually don't know a lot of their real names. It's mm -hmm. a fun Twitter thing. Um, but at Danielle Ganza, she's an archivist in Ontario. She does Twitter threading really, really well. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I've noticed that because we don't go to the same conferences, we don't work in the same area and I like look what she's doing I'm like that's so cool mm -hmm. um, and it's easy to follow and have that context there are other people but I think that's sort of an example of, of Twitter done really well for right. conferences fantastic what do you think as someone who I don't know is somewhat vaguely involved with conferences I really appreciate when people take photos of slides oh yes I think that's yep. great especially if I'm not in the room especially or, mm -hmm. um, and I also just like if I'm not at the conference when they tag in the speakers as well because then you get a sense 
of who that person is speaking as well, Mm -hmm. right? I find it, yeah, I find it really hard to do myself, but I love watching other people's comments about conferences. Of course, my own conferences. I I mean, there's so many smart conversations happening at conference that I I don't know. I just have the time. I'm like, I can't contribute to this. I'm just Uh, going to sit back. You're a little busy. I'm just going to heart things. Just a little busy and keep on the hearting and keep on the, I support you in your endeavors. That's what that heart is for. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And it's fun. I mean, it's, it's a good jumping off point I found because you're engaged, you're in the space, you're listening to somebody but, you know, you want to take the conversation in a slightly different place. Yeah. And Twitter is fantastic for that. I was just saying, like, oh, I heard this, but I think it means this. And what does it mean for this service? Yeah. And you start a conversation over there. All right. Number three. Uh, Twitter for professional reading. Mm-hmm. When I was growing up, remember 11 years ago, old? Yeah. Um, the main way that Twitter. we did professional reading um, was well, we'd root around professional journals. Professional what now? Professional journals and magazines. Oh, right, you journals. know, those, yes. those paper things. Right. Um, so you'd have a staff and you have your list on it. And after you were done, you would take it off and send it on the next person. Um, you know, you'd have like a week to browse it. You'd see what it had. Um, and, you know, your analog inbox was just as disastrous as your digital one. Things would pile up. You'd lose copies. You're like, oh, too late. Um, and and so when Twitter came out and I started to see all these links to things, it was just, it was, it was mind boggling to me. All of a sudden I was so much more engaged. Yeah. I felt super smart all the time. Cause I like found out about stuff. I'm like, Oh, hi, did you see that article that was happening? That was so neat. Let's do that here. Um, which much have been exhausting and I'm so sorry for the people who had to manage me. Um, but the idea that what I really like about Twitter is people, the commentary around it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're, you're getting people's context for why they're reading it a little bit about what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found that just keeping up on professional reading is just so much easier for me because everybody's curating it mm-hmm. for me. You, you can't be as much in your bubble if you've got a good list of people mm-hmm. uh, tweeting out what they're reading. Is there, is there a particular source or someone to follow that you think puts out these kinds of articles a lot? Um, I think there's a lot of different people because, again, you want to keep that that catchment as wide as possible. Um, But uh, Jessica Shum does an amazing job of doing Twitter reads, for example. She actually live reads, you know, she tweets as she's reading, pulls things out, Mm -hmm. takes pictures, almost like live tweeting a conference, but live tweeting her professional reading, which is super cool. Mm -hmm. Um, All of the, the branded chats. So Critlib, all of those hashtag chats always have a wealth of links. And the great thing about when they have a hashtag is you can go back later mm-hmm. and kind of read, read through them. Right. Um, and it's a great way to find blogs, too. Mm-hmm. So it's not just what people are posting. But again, getting over that sort of like you have to be published in a peer-reviewed journal or you have to, you know, your reading is limited to what's sort of in print. Um, it's really important. Twitter is like pushed me to such so much important work like April Hathcock's blog on intersectionality and and feminism and librarianship Mm -hmm. Um, Tara Robertson's amazing work on accessibility um, and the right to be forgotten and digitization Mm -hmm. these are all works that I doubt I would have found before this medium Mm -hmm. Um, and I really like how much better it's made me at my job amazing and as a human Twitter should really use that as their pull quote (laughs) number two (laughs) Um, related, but it's uh, Twitter for help. Um, and again, this goes back to sometimes being solo and sometimes being isolated, but also just it's th- one of the best places to shout out an idea, as you were mentioning before. It's the idea that you can just sort of push something out there and you're like, help, I need this, or I kind of had an idea and I'm not really sure if it's a good one. I do that one a lot. And I'm like, is this a really good idea? And I'm like, oh, maybe not. Um, no likes means, yeah, let's cut that one off. <laughs> 
I've done that being so hopeful. I know. Like, oh my God, this is such a cool idea. And then literally people will just, no, no, please don't do that. Damn. Yeah. And you really have to be flexible enough to go like, okay, I'm wrong here. Yes. Yeah. Rather than being like fighting through the, the crowd and going, no, you yeah. just don't get it. Oh, they do. I think that's Twitter for help. All right. And number one. Number Uno. one. Of course it's number one, and that's Twitter for friends. <laughs> um, and this is a little bit of what I was just talking about, that you know, social media combines the personal and the professional in a way that's, that can be very tricky. And I'm not here to, to dismiss that trickiness or to say, like, everybody should just be their truest self on the internet. Please, no. Um, you can be, but again, there are risks. Yes. You know, and everybody should go in that with, you know, with their eyes open and understand mm-hmm. that, you know, to a certain extent, the professional and professional, you know, personal or still a persona online. Mm-hmm. And that sometimes you're showing your best view of yourself. Mm-hmm. But that said, it's it's got such a beautiful way of, of, of helping us sort of understand each other on a very personal level that makes professional conversations so much easier. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and related to that sort of, when I talked about Twitter for conferences and how hard it was to sort of do that professional role, what, what Twitter for conferences has meant for me has been so personal. Um, you know, I. I'm confident behind a keyboard, I'm confident behind a mic, not so good in person. Um, So having, building those relationships online first made going to conferences so much less intimidating. Mm -hmm. You have your icebreaker right there, you're like, I know you're from Twitter, hey! Um, And having that ability, it just, it made it so much better to have that sort of personal foundation when you went into the professional relationships. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Gosh, I've collaborated on projects via Twitter, I have been offered professional opportunities through Twitter, I've presented, I have helped people launch websites, do all kinds of things, and so much community building um, through Twitter that has just been, you know, as someone who works in bureaucracy for a living, the sort of less bureaucratic environment of jumping in where I can, jumping out where I, you know, where yeah. I don't have capacity is, is kind of a beautiful lack of commitment, mm-hmm. um, which is a wonderful thing about mm-hmm. being able to help when you're have a lot of other things on the go. Yeah. Um, but it's really, it's, it's, it's been really important and, and, you know, meeting people that I now do call friends mm-hmm. and that I hang out with and I stay with, you know, that's the other thing. They live all over the world. Right. So in a very practical perspective, you want to travel, You've got some <laughs> find some librarians babies. who live in cool places and start saying hello. <laughs> Geo search for your it's next so best good. friend. Nice. Oh, see another feature. We are just building the tweet we want to see here. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Every social media tool has useful capacity or useful yeah. things about it and learning it well and understanding what your what your voice wants to be, what your risk tolerance is, mm-hmm. um, how safe you feel. Mm-hmm. Um, all of these things are important. Mm-hmm. So again, I come with a lot of institutional power. I come with a lot of personal authority. I can interact in Twitter in a way that is probably not safe for other people to do sometimes right. or not comfortable or any of those things. And, and acknowledging those, um, particularly, you know, when I'm dealing with people that I may be hiring or dealing with people that may be working for me, ensuring that that Twitter doesn't become a hierarchical place and mm-hmm. that I don't abuse my power. Mm-hmm. It has to be that flat structure. And that means removing myself from conversations or not having them. Yeah. Um, so it's... We're having a fun chat about Twitter, and there are a lot of problems with Twitter, and a lot of problems that are societal problems in person, online, and mm-hmm. and we can talk about whether not having the responsibility of a face to face exasperates those. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think when it comes down to me, you know, what I when I really reflect on what Twitter's meant to me, it's 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 made all of my decision making more complicated and harder, mm-hmm. and I think that is a beautiful thing. 
Um, I think that part of aging is understanding that, mm-hmm. is understanding there are more sides and, you know, but we work in a values-led profession. Um, certainly that's the way we present ourselves. Without social media and without a wide net, it, it really, it's easier to only be exposed to the dominant discourse. Mm-hmm. It's easy, you know, the published articles, the polished conference presentations, the superstars in our profession, the 88% white that we are. Mm-hmm. Um, so without leaning too hard into vocational awe, you know, having a place that constantly tests my values mm-hmm. and constantly adds nuances to those and to ensure that, you know, I don't stagnate yeah. and I don't become so fixed in a view. Um, I like that kind of mental chaos, mm-hmm. if we're going to call it that, um, where I'm constantly sort of saying, oh, I thought that was good. And I'm like, ooh, ooh, that's problematic. Um, you know, yeah, just like your faves can be problematic, your brain can be <laughs> sometimes. So I think that anything that adds more voice and more ability for people who without traditional voices and traditional ways of getting points across mm-hmm. in any sector is a good thing, yeah. fundamentally. Um, and we should encourage that within ways that we can excellent oh yeah raw 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 twitter you know or any (laughs) better one that lets fewer nazis in um but still allows us to have that community um we'll take any improvements you come up with it's hard to shift off and it's hard to move away from your community but yes having an online asynchronous community of professionals across the world who are interested in each other is a beautiful thing awesome Thank you so much for joining us today. Right. Libraryland loves Twitter. Uh, where can people find you on Twitter? They can find me at Jill, G-I-L-L-M, Byrne, B-Y-R-N-E. And Excellent. that's where I live. Drop Jillian a line and let her know what she's got wrong about Twitter. Absolutely. Let's, <laughs> let's start some fights in my thread, you know? Thank you so much, Jillian, for joining us today. It has been a pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. We'll see you on Twitter. Bye. Bye.